You're listening to Elk Point Baptist Church. Subscribe to our podcast to hear every sermon and like us on Facebook by searching Elk Point Baptist Church, located in Elk Point, South Dakota. And with the help of the Lord this morning, I'm going to read just one verse of Scripture that I simply could not get away from while seeking the Lord's will for the service this morning. The preacher was so kind to mention our CDs. Cassie has those CDs available after the service. Since we've been in missions full-time, which has been seven years now, God has worked for our CD sales to put all of the gas in our vehicles and to allow us to do more for missions ourselves on a personal basis. So Cassie will be glad to talk to you about the CDs after the service. Uh, All the songs that uh, I've sung this morning and the songs I'll sing all week long are on CDs that Cassie has available with us this morning. Oh, how we appreciate and love your preacher and your preacher's wife and their family. We pray for them regularly and we'll continue to do so. And I know you're thrilled. It was a great day when God sent Brother Jesse Haley and his family to the great state of South Dakota. And we are thrilled at how the Lord has used them and how He continues to use them here at the Elk Point Baptist Church. We're honored to be here. Pastor, thank you so much for the invitation to be here. We booked this meeting two years ago, and uh, we have been looking forward to it ever since, and we're thrilled to be here today. If you found your place in the book of Hosea, chapter 10, if you're able, would you please stand? We'll read the verse and then consider the context of its writing throughout the course of the message this morning. The Bible says in Hosea, chapter 10, and verse number 12, Sow to yourselves in righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord till He come and rain righteousness upon you. Now what I felt impressed of the Lord to do this morning is back up and read the verse of Scripture again and encourage each of you, if you would please, to read the text audibly with me. Let's read together Hosea chapter 10 and verse number 12. The Bible says, Sow to yourselves in righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord till He come and rain righteousness upon you. With the help of the Lord this morning, I want to preach on this thought, a prophet's plea for real revival. I believe you and I witnessed such a plea here in this single verse of Scripture. So with our Bibles open this morning, let's go to the Lord in a word of prayer. Father, I want to thank you for the opportunity to be here today. What a blessing it is to be a part of the services this week here at the great Elk Point Baptist Church. Thank you for Pastor and Mrs. Haley and their children. Thank you for this great church family. And Lord, I pray that you would knit our hearts together this morning and should you stay your coming in the next few days to come. Lord, it's for your glory and for your honor that we ask it. Help me, I pray I'm nothing without you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. I love reading and studying from the book of Hosea. I would encourage you to do so as well. 
as you read and as you study this great book of the Old Testament of the Bible, you'll discover that it paints a beautiful picture of God's unconditional love for His people in spite of their backslidden condition. Of course, the historical record of the nation of Israel makes us aware of the fact that their backsliding eventually resulted in their fall to the Assyrians in 722 B.C. However, even then, God desired to reconcile with His people and ultimately bring them to a point of no less than real revival in each of their lives. Now, that truth is clearly demonstrated in Hosea's own personal life, in his rough and rocky marriage to a woman by the name of Gomer that we read about earlier in this book of the Bible. But that truth is not only demonstrated in Hosea's personal life, it is also demonstrated throughout the course of the book in Hosea's prophetic ministry as well. As over and over again here in this great book of the Bible, God is seen stressing His desire through the pen of the prophet to bless Israel again to touch Israel again. And such is the case here in the single verse of Scripture that God has directed our hearts to this morning. I've always found it interesting while studying the text that the Jews that God is addressing here through the ministry of Hosea, they were a nation of farmers. And therefore God uses an illustration relating to their occupation that each and every one of them could relate to. There is something God would have Israel to see in the text, uh, but as we make application, there is certainly something God would have you and I to see here as well. God writes through the prophetic pen of Hosea and says in verse 12 of chapter 10, Sow to yourselves in righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord till He come and rain righteousness upon you. I believe here in the text before us, you and I witness no less than a prophet's plea for real revival. Can I encourage you to consider the context of Hosea's writing? Israel at this point had sinned against God. Israel had brought shame and reproach on the name of their God as a result of their own spiritual idolatry. Israel, at least at this point in their history, stood in need of no less than a real heaven-sent revival. And friend, as I hasten to make application this morning, I dare say that if each and every one of us as God's children would be honest, we would all have to say that we too stand in need of the same thing. A time of spiritual refreshing. A time of spiritual renewal, a time in our relationship with the Lord Jesus that each of us realize that we too have fallen short of God's glory and therefore stand in need of confessing and forsaking our own sin. 
Oh, listen, I realize it would be easy to say that we need revival in the United States of America because, brother, we need revival in the United States of America. It would be just as easy to say that we need revival in the great state of South Dakota because if we would be honest, we would have to say that we need revival in the state of South Dakota. In fact, it would be real easy to say that we need revival at the church today because if we would all be honest, we would have to say that we need revival in the church today. Oh, but I want you to listen to what I'm getting ready to say. All of the revivals that I've just mentioned will never take place until we first and foremost realize that we need a revival in each of our own hearts. Oh, yes, we need revival at the house of God. But we'll never experience a real revival at the house of God until we experience a revival in our individual hearts. Yes, we need revival in our homes, but revival in our homes ultimately will come to pass because mothers and fathers and children, sons and daughters realize that each of us need a real revival in each of our own hearts. I'm sure you've probably heard the illustration before. But one Bible commentator stated that what we should do is go into a room privately, shut the door behind us, draw an imaginary circle on the floor of that room, get inside that circle, and beg God to send revival inside that circle. Listen, if we're going to experience this week what only the thrice holy God of glory can accomplish, we must get to the place the songwriter of old reached when he said, It's not my brother, it's not my sister, but it's me, O Lord, standing in the need of prayer. I want you to know this morning I have no problem confessing to you, I need revival. I need to fall in love with my Bible all over again. I need to seek the Lord's face in prayer on a regular basis again. Pastor Haley, I want to get to the place that I enjoy going to church again. I don't know about you, but I need to be a much better soul winner than I am a soul winner. I need revival. And can I tell you what I believe? Listen to me, church. I believe God wants to send revival even more than you or I either one really desire. And I believe God stresses that desire here in His preserved Word this morning through the prophetic pen of the man of God by the name of Hosea. Therefore, in just a few, very few moments, I want to call your attention, if I may, to just three truths directly from the text. Three truths concerning a prophet's plea for real revival. Number one, notice the problem that reveals the why of revival. Let me enlighten you to the fact, Christian friend, that you or I, either one, will never experience a real revival in our lives until we realize we got a problem. Let me say it like this. Real revival will never become a reality until real revival becomes a priority. We must consider the problem that reveals 
the why of real revival. Now, remember the Jews that God is addressing here in the text. Most of them were farmers by trade. And therefore God speaks to these farmers and He says to them, Sow to yourselves in righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord till He come and rain righteousness upon you. Let me call your attention, if I may, to the fact there are two words that Hosea uses here in the text, which in turn spell trouble for any serious tiller of the ground. And those words are fallow ground. In those two words, fallow ground, you and I see the problem that reveals the why of revival. Why did God use that kind of terminology? I'll tell you why. He used that kind of terminology because He knew these farmers knew exactly what kind of ground fallow ground was. Fallow ground is ground that one time might have brought forth abundant harvest or might have been fruitful. Uh, But over a period of time, it probably didn't happen overnight, But slowly, but ever so surely, the ground was left unattended, uncultivated, unsown. And because the ground was left unattended, it eventually became unproductive. In those two words, fallow ground, you and I see a problem for any serious tiller of the ground. I'm sure Brother Nathan, Brother Ronnie would know what those words fallow ground mean. There is a problem for any serious tiller of the ground if the ground they are investing in is fallow ground. Now, I want you, if you would please, to hold on to that thought. Hold on to that thought. We're coming back to it in just a few moments. But while you're holding on to that thought, let me ask you this question. Do you... In Mark chapter number 4, Jesus spake a parable. And within that parable, in Mark chapter 4, He speaks of three different things. He speaks of a sower. He speaks of a seed. And He speaks of soil. He says in Mark chapter 4, Hearken, behold, there went out a sower to sow. And it came to pass, as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. And some fell on stony ground, where it had not much earth, and immediately it sprang up, because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. Verse 7, And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. And other fell on and did yield fruit that sprang up and increased and brought forth some 30 and some 60 and some an hundred. Now, having read those verses of Scripture in Mark chapter 4, can I hasten to ask you this question? Did you notice the difference in the harvest of the seed that was sown? 
The Bible in Mark chapter 4 within this parable speaks of three different things. It speaks of some seed that produced no fruit, other seed that produced some fruit, and other seed that produced abundant fruit. What made the difference? Well, there was no difference in the sower. Same sower throughout the entire parable. Amen? Amen. All right. There's no difference in the seed. Same seed. Throughout the whole parable, same seed. No, there was a difference in the soil. No difference in the sower. No difference in the seed. The difference was in the soil. The difference was in the ground. And what was true in Mark chapter 4 is just as true here in our text this morning. The problem concerning the harvest doesn't reside in the seed. It doesn't reside with the sower. The real problem is in the soil. Why is there no fruit? Why is there no harvest? Why is there no reaping? The ground is fallow. Listen to me. The ground hasn't been cultivated. The ground hasn't been kept. The ground has not been broken up. The ground is fallow ground. It is impossible to reap a harvest by attempting to plant seed in fallow ground. And Christian friend, could it be? Could it be? The reason that we're just not as excited about serving the Lord and living for the Lord as we should be, it is a direct result of the fallow ground of our own I feel right at home here, so I'm just going to preach a little plain right here. I realize this is the first service, and I don't want to scare anybody away or anything like that. <laughs> but if you're not excited about church anymore, you can't blame the sower. And may I say to you, don't you dare try to blame the seed. If you're not excited about church, the Bible, things of God, here's where the problem is. It's the soil of your own heart. How's the ground of your heart today? An unread Bible, an unstudied Bible is a sign of fallow ground. Unfaithfulness to the house of God is the production of fallow ground. Not being excited about being a soul winner and reaching others with the gospel is evidence of fallow ground. Too busy with secular activities to get involved in the ministry of the local church is evidence of fallow ground. Fallow ground is ground that is hard. It is stubborn and resistant to the seed. Fallow ground is hard and unreceptive to the sowing of the seed. It does very little, if any good at all, to sow seed in fallow ground. That's why the sower sows and he sows and he sows and he preaches his heart out and he gives his life and he lays it down for the cause of reaching others with the gospel. And people leave week after week 
unstirred and unmoved by what they've heard from the Word of God. The problem isn't the sower. The problem isn't the seed. Here's the problem. It's in the soil of our own hearts. And so in those two words, fallow ground, you and I see the problem that reveals the why of real revival. Now, there are many reasons why I love to read and study the Bible. One of the reasons why I love to read and study the Bible is because whenever the Bible reveals a problem, it also reveals a solution to that problem. Amen? And so we've got a problem. I'm just going to fess up this morning. I've got a problem. My heart's not where it needs to be with the Lord. And so you see, I'm here this week not just to preach revival. I'm here to experience revival. I need it. Sometimes you can get so busy doing good things that before you even realize it, Boy, you're not up to speed on your daily Bible reading. Your, your prayer life has suffered. So let me say again, I'm not just here to preach revival this week. I'm here to experience revival. The problem that reveals the why. Why do we need revival? The fallow ground of our own hearts. But if the Bible reveals a solution, what is the solution? God gives Israel... And he gives both you and me today, through his preserved word, the solution to that fallow ground. And I say that because right here in the text before us, we not only see the problem that reveals the why of revival, we secondly see the procedure that reveals the how of revival. I'm so very thankful, Pastor Haley, for those of us that realize we've got a heart problem. For those of us that have come to the ultimate conclusion that our hearts are just not as tender towards God and the things of God as they used to be, there is help. There is help for the fallow ground of our hearts this morning. The procedure that reveals the how of revival is right here in this single verse of Scripture. Let's notice the text again, shall we? Verse number 12. Sow to yourselves in righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord till He come and rain righteousness upon you. Hosea chapter 10 and verse 12 is careful to reveal there is a part, listen, there is a part that both you and I play in the procedure that brings about real revival. Oh yes, we read this verse of Scripture and we get it really excited about God sending the rain of righteousness. We read about that in the latter portion of this verse. But before God sends the rain, there is something that He expects from you and me. Do you see it? First of all, Hosea speaks of sowing. These farmers knew exactly what they... what he was speaking of here they had literally done it time and time again but this time Hosea speaks of sowing righteousness he says in the text sow to yourselves in righteousness now in the past if you'll look in verse number 13 Israel had sown seeds of unrighteousness 
He says in verse 13 to Israel, ye have plowed wickedness, ye have reaped iniquity, ye have eaten the fruit of lies, because thou didst trust in thy way. But here in our key text this morning, God wanted to know, he desired to change all of that, and he would, providing Israel saw the need to start sowing righteousness as opposed to sowing unrighteousness. So Hosea speaks of sowing. Hosea speaks of reaping in the text. Do you see it? Hosea tells God's people, sow to yourselves in righteousness, reap in mercy. What was God saying? God was saying, if you start sowing the right thing, for whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap, you'll start reaping the right thing. So Hosea speaks of sowing. He speaks of reaping. Hosea speaks of breaking. Do you see it in the text? God says, break up your fallow ground. Break up that unopened, that unbroken ground. Break up the ground that hasn't been tended to, the ground that hasn't been fertilized, cultivated, or sown with seed. Do you know what God is saying? God is saying, pick up your Bible again. Start that daily Bible reading back. God is saying, get back into the prayer closet. Start having family devotions again. Pick you up a handful of gospel tracts and start trying to reach your lost neighbors with the gospel. That's what it means to break up that fallow ground, the fallow ground of our hearts. Oh, you remember what the psalmist said in the 51st Psalm, don't you? The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. Oh God, thou will not despise. So Hosea speaks of sowing. He speaks of reaping. He speaks of breaking. And then he speaks in the text of seeking. He says in Hosea 10 and 12, it is time. It is time to seek the Lord. Oh, listen, and I realize when it comes to our soul's salvation, he wasn't see, we weren't seeking Him. He came seeking for us. But I'm talking about revival. When it comes to real revival, do you know who's going to experience it? The ones that want it. You're not going to stumble upon real revival. Not real revival. Not real revival. God's going to bless the ones who are seeking real revival with revival. That's why Isaiah said in Isaiah chapter 55, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. The psalmist said in the 34th Psalm in verse 10, The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Deuteronomy chapter number 4 verse 29, But if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find him. If thou seek him with all thy heart and with all thy soul, Oh, listen to me, church. If we're going to experience a real revival, there's going to have to be some sowing. There's going to have to be some reaping. There's going to have to be some breaking. And there's going to have to be some seeking. Jesus said in Matthew chapter number 7, verse number 7, Ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and ye shall find. There is a part that you and I will play if we're ever going to experience a real revival. But then finally we see the presence that reveals the when of revival. Let's read the text once again. 
Hosea writes, sow to yourselves in righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord. Now let me stop right there long enough to ask these questions. How long do we do that? How long do we do the, the, the seeking, the sowing, the reaping, the, the breaking up? Well, the Bible says we should do it till who comes? Till He come and rain righteousness upon you. You see, my being here this week doesn't constitute a real revival. But brother, I want to tell you, when He comes, He's bringing the reins of righteousness with Him. And so do you want to know, in closing, what our prayer should be? Here's what each of our prayers should be this morning. My Father, the ground of my heart is fallow. And Lord, I've heard from your word this morning how that you expect me to start sowing righteousness as opposed to unrighteousness. You expect me to reap in mercy. You expect me to break up the fallow ground of my heart. And then if I would seek you with all that's within me, you have promised to send the rains of righteousness. Do you know what rain does? Rain revives. Rain revitalizes. Rain refreshes. Rain rejuvenates. That's what we need this week here at Elk Point Baptist Church. And so let me say this in closing. In fact, let me ask you this question. Now don't raise your hand. I want you to answer in your heart where it really counts anyway. I wonder if there's a single one of you here today, whether you've been saved five minutes or 50 years, that could honestly say, Preacher Caudill, there's just no way that I could be any closer to God right now than what I am. Preacher, this is just, when it comes to my Bible reading, there's just no room for improvement. When it comes to my prayer life, ah, oh, preacher, I've learned the secret. There's no room for improvement. And of course, there would be nobody here that could honestly say, there's no room for improvement in my Christian life. You want to know why? Because if Paul, the greatest Christian that ever walked in shoe leather, had a desire, according to the book of Philippians, to know the Lord in a better, more personal fashion, then how much more should Brother Caudill know the Lord? No, I'm going to tell you something. I need revival. So I just wonder, I just wonder if there's anybody else that needs revival along with the one that will be preaching this week. Would you bow your head with me? You've listened so well. Lord Jesus, I want to thank you for the Word of God. I thank you for this prophet's plea. For real revival. I give you glory and I give you honor for including Hosea chapter 10 and verse number 12 in our King James Bibles that reminds each of us there is a part that we each play when it comes to a real heaven sent 
revival. Lord, I dare say there are some folks right here at Point Baptist Church this morning that need to start getting busy doing some sowing. Reaping. Breaking. And seeking. Lord, you have revealed the procedure for real revival right here in this single verse of Scripture. Oh, if our lives are going to burst forth with abundant spiritual harvest, we must see the need to follow this procedure. And so, Father, I pray that you do a tremendous work starting in my own heart this week. And I'll give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. I understand that I, I, I preached primarily to the children of God.